Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of iCast Fireball, an actual play 5e D&D adventure where we go through the campaign, Tyranny of Dragons. I am Thomas, your DM for this adventure, and around the table we have... Malamara. Lance Thalen. And Fleeple. So I know all of you are hoping and wanting and expecting to figure out what the heck happened with Fleeple, but we're going to jump to the next morning. Lance and Mal, you wake up refreshed, wounds healed, Mal, um... Some of your wounds are quite deep, so Mud is healing them with his magic, as he is a cleric, as we've already established probably five times up to this point. And you don't see Fleeple. <sighs> it feels so good just, you know, to have a straight sleep, no distractions, no dreams, just, you know, getting the full rest experience. Lance, do you do you dream? You only sleep for four hours in that meditative state. Do you ever feel like... You ever get dreams or talk to anybody? I will tell you, it is a pain coming out of that four-hour four hour meditation and having a kobold on your chest. Uh, mm. I've had to I've had to sit for many hours. You just can't for, move once they're asleep, right? Waiting for people right? to wake up. I don't want to wake mm-hmm. him. You know, yeah. it's like you know, you wake him and you feel bad because he's so apologetic. But it's like, no, you're resting anyway. Um, uh, dreams, I have. Visions is not the right term because it sounds like something's giving them to me. I manifest scenarios, things that might happen. So kind of like a dream, but it, it, it feels different. It feels different. Everything that's been described to me as a dream, it doesn't, it doesn't fit quite what I experience. I was just curious. You know, some people have very vivid dreams um, and others don't. So I've always wondered. It's just a, it's just a very focused meditation it's annoying how many scenarios I actually run through in my head, thinking of all the different angles of how things could have gone, how things will go. But sometimes things surprise me. So. You know, knowing that about you, that that actually makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I'm sure he's probably downstairs. Should we um, should we go to uh, Mud? Um, you're Mud, right? Uh, I've heard a lot about you. Yes, this is this is Mud. Oh, yes. Thank you for letting me sleep by you. I just really shaken up after, you know, being stuck in the dungeon for days. So thank you. I needed a strong woman to keep me safe at night. <laughs> Any friend of people's is, you know. Perfect. Ship that relationship. <laughs> As you walk out of the room, he just, like, grabs your hand and just kind of, like, clutching onto it very tightly. Like, not necessarily out of affection, out of, like, I'm still getting over what I went through, and I need your support. And Mal recognizes that trauma and supports him. This is more the toddler sharing the bed with the mother. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, Mud, um, could you actually head downstairs for us, find Fleeple real quick? I would like to speak with Malamara in private. Uh, He looks at his hand, looks at Mal, and goes... Oh, okay. I suppose. Reluctantly lets go and walks downstairs, shutting the door. Lance will turn to Malamara and just go, So, um, what happened down there? Well, you and Fleeple were working on the trap, 
And Lance, I'm not gonna lie to you, I, I, I just got really bored and distracted with your mechanical things. And so I started to look around and I saw the religion section and I was like, well, since they're working on that, I went and checked out the religion section and it, that door wasn't trapped like the dragon one was. So I, I went in hoping that I could just look around, look for the information and unbeknownst to me, it was trapped and I got stuck in that back room. <laughs> Thank you for coming to my rescue. I'm really sorry that I put you guys in that position. I was just trying to be helpful and it, I, I just wasn't. Uh, Lance would like to this whole time be in sight. Uh, checking for deception. Checking for any indication of telling the truth or not. All right. Roll an insight check, Lance. And Mal. I get to roll a deception. You can roll definitely a deception check there. <laughs> for anybody who has is just joining us in this podcast, mm. that would be a deception check. And Mal, I think this is your first deception check, isn't it? Yes! The entire Yay. campaign. And I'm trained in it. I'm proficient. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my one skill. You're, you're, you're so trained, you only I hold only... on to the skill and use it when, when really absolutely necessary. To. That's how you, really, you really get away with lying. Kids, tell the truth to your parents. What are our results? Mal rolled a 22 for her deception. Well, Ooh. that does not beat... My 11. It's golf, right? Oh, boy. Ruin Lois. <laughs> uh, Thomas, you're the math major here. Can you uh, adjudicate for us? Hmm. Okay, 11 compared to 22. I'm going to need a reroll from both of you. All it's right. too close. Sweet. <laughs> rerolling. Rerolling. That's 12. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was 14. Oh, so close. <laughs> well, Lance, you are looking at Mal. You've been through thick and thin with her. There is a lot that you have shared with each other. You shared battle. You shared stories. You shared lies with each other. And you hone in on her. She is standing up. She is confident. She is apologetic. She doesn't do her normal um, situations where she hides um, and like looks away. She's looking at you. She's when she does look away, it's very brief. She she glance, she looks at you. She tells it to you straight, and she was forthcoming. She was probably telling the truth. In fact, didn't Quilliam say to look for the dragon or the religion section? All right. And what's with this book? It it was behind a magic barrier, and if adventuring with you guys has taught me anything. It's that if something is being protected by a barrier, it's probably something powerful. And so I, I grabbed it and I thought I was going to be able to just grab it and leave. And the book also was trapped. So not only was I trapped behind doors, I was then trapped behind this. And when I, I saw you come to rescue me, I, I realized the book wasn't worth your life. Well, luckily Fleeple helped on both accounts. So you're saying you think this book has something to do with the dragon cult? I don't know. I don't I think it's less maybe to do with the cult and more just 
maybe some kind of powerful magic. Like I said, it was behind the barrier. The last barrier we ran into was that necromatic room. And so I, I guess I just couldn't help myself finding myself in that place. So are you feeling we should... We Luckily, we found one of the books that applies to this dragon cult. Do you feel we should present both to Leosin? I don't know. I haven't looked through that book at all. I don't... If it doesn't have anything to do with the dragon cult, Leosin probably doesn't care. I thought we would just either look into it or sell it somewhere or... Wait. I don't know. So you haven't looked in the book? No. But... Have you? You don't think it has anything to do with the dragon cult, even though you haven't looked in the book? I don't know why the dragon cult book would be behind a magic barrier. Well, I guess something to discuss with Fleeple. Mm. I just... I have a feeling that... Because it was behind a barrier, we probably shouldn't be flashing it around to anybody. But I have a feeling that it's either worth a lot of money or a lot of power. And so I wanted to look into it. And then by the time I we got caught up in the trap and I threw it and Fleeple rescued it. And then we were, we were chased out of there by the dragon. We just I just haven't had time to, to look at it. So maybe keep it on the down low. Um, let's not show it to anybody until we decide what we want to do with it. Should I or could I make one more insight check with that deception? Yeah. It's unrelated to the previous one, so I, I'd say this would probably be the last one. I was like, that was very specific, so maybe we gotta check one more time. 17 for Mal. 19 for Lance. Oh! Well, I technically didn't lie. <laughs> I'm just being real shifty about it. <laughs> that's a True. that's a deceiving feature. <laughs> oh yeah. So she yeah. seems real shifty oh, yeah, yeah. about the reason she wants to keep it hidden. But I technically didn't outright lie the second time. That's everything that uh, Mickey just said is true. You believe her from your first part of the conversation, but when it comes to this book, something's a little off. You trust Mel. You do. You've you've you have a lot of history with you, but something is off here. Maybe did she have previous knowledge about this book, or did she have an encounter with it? Maybe, but you feel like maybe she's not giving you the total truth. It's not quite as bad as your encounters with Vandal necessarily, but you know some people in your previous organization definitely. You're like mm, okay, like when your sister wanted to hide something from you. All right, well, yeah, something to discuss with Fleeple then. you mind me holding on to it? No, I think that's totally fine. It's probably safer with you than it is with me. I think that your cautiousness bordering on paranoia might make sure that that book stays in your hands rather than another person trying to pickpocket off of me. The highest of compliments. All right. All right, let's go find out where Fleeple is. I'm usually up way before Fleeple. I can usually tell when he gets up, but yeah, let's At go check At this point, you hear from downstairs, Oh, holy biscuits! Mud just yells at the top of his lungs. As we're about to leave the room, Mal will stop Lance quickly, and he'll notice a shift in her demeanor, I guess, especially as players knowing that she's coming down off of like deception a little bit back to a place of like where she's being genuine and she'll say 
Thanks for coming to save me. She'll give him a small smile. When I snuck off without telling the party, you did the same for me. So let's... Let's both learn from that. Keep each other in the loop. Let's go find out what biscuits... I think I think he's had. I don't think he's ever eaten a biscuit. I think this he is probably like hasn't. Oh, holy, holy biscuits! Holy These are biscuits! Good. <laughs> Those are good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some gravy on top, maybe no. a little bit of bacon. Flaple, how did oh. this thing happen? I mean, this is crazy. This is absolutely absurd. I just started glowing when it happened to me. And as both Mal and Lance, you come down, you see Mud sitting next to somebody that looks like Fleeple. A cobalt, but Fleeple's scales, where they were kind of a little, not as vibrant as you'd say, a little bit more after the Potion of Longevity, they are as if it's brand new. Like a nice layer of like fresh brand new scales. As Fleeple is uh, talking to Mud, you see all of his like teeth and fangs crystal white. Like crystal white. And somewhere with like some gunk and some missing. Everything is full. His uh, horns that he's got and his little claws, both of them are, all of them are just like brand spanking new. Like he just went to a, like a wizard and just had them grinded or, you know, like replaced or transmuted or something. Like he is a brand new man. And as he looks at each of you coming down, you see his white, his eyes are now the color of platinum. But the biggest feature that you see are two wings that have sprouted out of his no back. No way. Oh boy. Is he Tommy Wingzo? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, lads. Hello, Malamara. Would you like some biscuits? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm shutting this down right now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the world we He's created, got wings Thomas. And revoked. Every well, wing of cobalt's got world that. that we created. <laughs> oh no! What a story. Those wings might fall off if this <laughs> continues. <laughs> Fleeple, you have wings. Who, baby? And Mal and Lance, yeah, you come down and you see Fleeple in this transformed state. Wow, Fleeple, um, I'll ask the same thing I just asked Malamara. What happened down here? <laughs> I, in a dream, talked to God. Insight check. <laughs> Insight check! <laughs> You can roll it, but we all well, know it's I know. True. I won't roll it. I won't roll it. But yeah, it's I Lance would Lance would be looking for like, wait, what's going? <laughs> and uh, Mud goes, yeah, and I apparently I talked to him too, but I don't like I only started glowing and doing shiny stuff, you know? No, shiny. No, yes, exactly. What does that mean? No, <laughs> my healing powers yes. and stuff, my spells. Mud, they wouldn't understand. <laughs> they they don't know how to do magic. Oh, that's true. Which is so odd because the elf there don't know. traditionally can. I will cast <laughs> message by pointing at them. <laughs> you shut your face. <laughs> Malamara blows up their uh, breakfast with an Eldritch Blast. Yeah, yeah. Like, what are you talking about? We got a little bit here and there. <laughs> so Mal and Lance immediately feel like they have to show yeah. their worth. <laughs> 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 
So you talked to God. A God? The God? Are we becoming monotheistic now? Well, the only God that matters, and that's Bahamut, baby. (laughs) Baby! Oh my gosh. (laughs) Flaple's got this, like, he's reinvigorated, you know? He's got this... He's got this drive, he's got this, like, reinvigorated body, and, uh, Ned, why don't we go ahead and tell our listeners what else changed. Yeah, so, a little mini Crunch Squad episode for you guys. So, during the Kobold Crunch Squad episode, uh, I did kind of badmouth the Kobold Unearthed Arcana, which had not been released in Fizzband's Treasury of Dragons, so I assumed it just wasn't going to happen. Surprise, they put it in uh, Mordenkainen Monsters of the Multiverse. And so, there are some updated Kobold stats, which change things up a little bit. So, gone are the days of sunlight sensitivity and pack tactics and groveling, cowering, and begging. Instead of Grovel, Cower, and Beg, I now have my Draconic Cry, which basically does the same thing, except it's mechanically a little improved. And I have the Kobold Legacy, and there are a few different options there. I've chosen Craftiness and decided to gain proficiency in Arcana, because that seems like an important thing for me to have. And nobody else has it in our party. (laughs) Yep. Has what? Arcana proficiency. I do. Oh, well, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) But I bet his is a lot better. But generally speaking, this reimagining of the kobold as more of a dignified, really leaning into that draconic ancestry rather than the sniveling, pathetic kobold that I was before, which really fit Fleeple at the beginning of this campaign. But with this new experience that he's had, uh, it does make sense. I now understand why they have this new vision of the kobold that I didn't understand when we did the original kobold crunch squad. Yes, yes. And with uh, being transformed by Bahamut as well. And Fleeple doing most of the transformation himself along the way. Bahamut just literally sort of touching him with godly powers who give him access to spells and uh, to officially declare him as a cleric just seemed to be the last step to um, bring Fleeple up to this regalness and really accepting his who he is as a race of kobold not the not tiathar for tiamat but his own race his own master who chooses to follow after bahamut so these wings however i was not aware of <laughs> yeah so mechanically speaking what's this doing for me mechanically that gives you a fly speed mhm and uh, since they are brand new and you do not know how to use them quite yet, I will say your fly speed is 15 feet. I may change that to 10 if I do a little bit of Reddit digging, but I think 15 is um, half of what other winged kobolds can do. Um, it's half of your normal speed, so um, still enough if you need to get over an obstacle, but you're not just not quite strong enough and these are brand new muscles for you so um, let's go ahead and give you some time to train and figure them out with a 15 foot fly speed indeed holy crap Fleeble. wow you had an eventful night yes so that stuff that we were saying you know hey maybe terry ann is a god surprise that's true because he talked to me and he gave me these wings so terry ann the most annoying person we've ever met, present innkeepers excluded, is a god. The god, the god Bahamut. That is 
correct, in fact. Yeah, he saved me and my whole clan after we ran away from the cultist camp, and he gave me powers. You see, when most people say that they were saved by God, they don't mean it quite as literally as Mutt here does. Yeah, it was exactly literally. Exactly literally, okay. Um. <laughs> and breakfast is brought to your table, um, allowing you to discuss what, whatever you need to discuss. But for our listeners here, I will let our players discuss for all of you. We are going to be jumping into some downtime here for Lance, Fleepel, and Malamara. It's going to be a long one, too. It's going to be a month long. So that gives them plenty of opportunity to do what they will, to do some exploration if they so choose. Maybe some, like, off the... Not necessarily, it doesn't need to require a full-on adventure for some of the exploration, but it, it allows them to um, flex their intellectual muscles and use the library to its disposal if needed. So, with that in mind, I asked my players ahead of time some of the things that they wanted to do. All of you want to try to, to try and buy an item, if absolutely possible. A couple things, right? Yes, I think we need potions, health potions for the party. I think that's a good use of the party fund, or at least some of the party fund. Just like one or two emergencies for each person. Did you all want to go together? Uh, if you all wanted to go together, we can just roleplay that, uh, whatever. Um, or if you wanted to all go separately. Uh, I can take care of all of it if you want. Says Fleeple. I'm fine with that. Uh, insight check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said that in a very... Yeah, exactly. In a very suspicious way. Yes, I will... So should we just put in our... Like a grocery list? We should put in our orders to you, Fleeple, and see what you can manage? Yes, I, I pull out a little diner, like a waitress sort of notepad that I definitely have in my inventory. Uh, no, I pull All out some All the way of, from... I pull, out, I pull out some of Mondat's bad poetry that I'm going to write on the back of. Ha! Excellent. Okay, so we've got potions, health potions specifically. Health potions, at least one or two per person, I would say. Greater, Just, superior, regular. I think, well, how much are they usually priced out? They go 50, 500, 5,000, I believe, right? Two regulars per. Two each, so it's only 100. Maybe like three regulars and then one greater. So everyone has one regu- one like emergency pop, and then we have a big one, a medium big one, I guess, just to have like, ooh. That sound good? Yeah. So that's 50, 50, 50, 500, so that's gonna be 650. I will subtract that from the potty fund. I'll hold off on subtracting it just yet. All right, I will put that just as a sidebar. Okay, so it. potions, anything else that uh, anybody would specifically want? Things that I wanted, they're kind of, I think they'd be too expensive now. One of the things that I wanted to try and find in Candlekeep is called the Rod of the Pact Keeper. It just increases my spell attack roll and my saving DC, um, especially since currently I have no plans to increase my Warlock level. It would be nice to have an item that increased the small spells that I do have <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Rod of the Pact Keeper. I know you texted me. We've talked about that. Okay, yeah, go and put that down. Ned, does Fleeple have the spell sending? I don't believe so. Okay. Does does a warlock have that spell? But you, uh, but no, sending? your spells are set. No. You're not like you're yeah. not like going through the. Yeah. Yep. Right. Yeah, sending is only for bard, cleric, and wizard. Cool. 
Lance Thalen was thinking of a Cloak of Displacement, but I think that's going to be way too expensive for what we got. Yeah, Cloak of Displacement just to find out the price, but maybe I can write it down for future reference. I'd like to know the price of that. That one's going to depend on who has it, like where it's located in the world, but it can range quite drastically. So it just depends on your situation and stuff. Gotcha. All right. So yeah, Cloak of Displacement was an idea just to get price. Two other ideas Lance Thalen had was sending stones, Mm. uh, where you have two stones that you can uh, send a sending spell to someone who has the other stone and they can reply back. If they're not available to reply back, then it's actually not wasted. So that's a cool thing. And it's kind of Lance Thalen being paranoid, thinking about being separated, someone getting separated. If we had to split the party again, this could be a way to contact each other a lot easier, especially because he was messaging out a ton and Malamara was obviously farther than that. So he's thinking, okay, how could we extend that? Then last thing is... Lance wants to improve his AC, but I don't. I think those are expensive too. So the other thing that I just want to see is a item called the Dust of Disappearance. It is dust that if you sprinkle it on you, you can disappear. You become invisible for a D4 roll of time in minutes. And it might be good for a little bit more sneakery in a pinch. All right. So looking at my list here, we got three regular healing potions, one greater healing potion... For Mal, Rod of the Pact Keeper. For Lance, Cloak of Displacement, Sending Stones, and Dust of Disappearance. Yes. And obviously, I don't want all of those things because that's going to be unaffordable. What's the prices and how we can manage to get maybe one or two of them? Um, I'd also like some more incense for Zaza, which I can pay out of my pocket. Probably three more. They're 10 gold pieces each, so 30 gold pieces worth of incense. All right. Ready, Filippo? Yeah. As you uh, go into the illusory illusion, Dorothy. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Oh, yes. You, uh, it's very good to see you. Uh, it's very... You've changed quite a bit. You go through some sort of, like, draconic puberty or something. Uh, yes, I, I, I've got this... I know I've got this strange, shiny, giant rune on my forehead now, but... Oh, it, yes. It definitely is still there. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, things are going pretty well for me, you might say. I feel vital and youthful in ways I haven't in a long time. Oh, you don't happen to have another ancient religious relic that you'd be willing to uh, help me negotiate for you, would you? Uh, at this point, no, but I will keep you updated if I have any other special religious relics to bring to you. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've gotten a lot of business since uh, I helped negotiate that deal between you and um, uh, the, the church, so uh, please keep me in mind, yes. Yes, yes, certainly. Uh, now, things that we're interested here. First off, just 30 gold of incense should be easy enough. Oh, dear me. Um, I'm a bit low on incense. I actually only have about 10 gold piece worth Ooh. of incense there. Okay, well, so, I'll, I'll take that and we'll see if we can find some. I'm sorry, I've got, I've got, a, I've got an order, but it's going to be a couple of months. Mm, gotcha. Uh, it is what it is. Other things that we're interested in, maybe some pricing. Uh, you got any rods of the Pact Keeper? Oh my. Ooh, well, I do suppose I can, I can take a look around for that. Typically, that's not something we like to hold on to. Just, um, you know, those deals. De- deals are. are a finicky thing, and you don't always like who 
the person that they're making a deal with. Not to say that I necessarily um, am a fan of the gods themselves, but I, I'm, I'm rambling, so uh, I, I could take a look around, but uh, with me needing to look around, it might cost uh, somewhere up to uh, at least 400 gold pieces if I can procure one. And that's presumably a plus one rod? Yes, absolutely. We use plus one plus two to signify the strength, of course. It's just easy to use numbers, me being a math major and all. Ah, yes. You would get along really well with that weird geeky man who sits in the corner every once in a while. (laughs) No! (laughs) Now, some other things that we're interested in prices on. Step one, cloak of displacement. Step two, sending stones. Step three, dust of disappearance. Oh my, oh, those are quite good items. I do have some sending stones in stock right now, actually. Uh, so I don't need to go looking for them. Uh, those are probably around uh, 300 gold pieces um, for those. Booyah. And they only come in pairs, right, Thomas? Because you can't get That's like correct. three. That's correct. They only come in pairs. Yep. No, you have to do one, one, just two, just two. There. Um, for the dust of disappearance, um, I'm going to roll a percentile dice to see if they have them in stock or if they're anywhere nearby. <sighs> I don't like to broadcast that I have this. Uh, I could bring in some shady types and um, I could have the Zentarum themselves on my neck if they found out I had some sort of... Uh, 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 contraband like this, so to speak. Not that it is contraband. I'm just saying I don't. Well, I, I like to cater to a certain crowd, but yes, I do have dust of disappearance, and um, uh, I'm, I'm only willing to sell it to you, though, because of our previous engagement, previous uh, uh, business in the past. Customer loyalty. I like to hear it. Yes, yes. Uh, this is not easy to come by, so that would also have to be 400 gold pieces, I'm afraid. All right. Um, cloak of displacement, let me see. Um, that's a very powerful item, and uh, I'm afraid um, the other cloaks I have aren't quite of that caliber, so I don't have that in stock right now. Oh, that's all right, that's all right. Uh, the only other things that we're interested in is some potions. Uh, three healing potions, one greater healing potion, and a potion of longevity. Oh, uh Potion of longevity, you say? Oh, right. Yes, yes, um, yes. Just, you, just your average potion of longevity, you know. Is that the one you took before? Maybe. You're getting addicted. <laughs> no, I, I mean, potion of longevity, it takes quite a while to make. It can take up to a whole year if you're uh, doing it correctly. Yes, um, so, so much me, length in longevity. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Dangerous in the potion. Let me see if I have... Let, give me one sec. I'm going to go look through my potions and see if I have that. And I'm going to roll to see if he has this. And he comes bustling back and goes, yes, of course. Three regular healing potions, one greater. And I'm afraid I don't have a longevity potion on hand. Mm. However, if you are serious about it, I can start asking some of the of the wizards, maybe even the nobles in town. It would come at a much higher price, though, since they probably would be unwilling to part with it unless they were heavily persuaded, and they could start brewing their own, so to speak. Mm, yes. How he- how much persuasion do you think they might be needing? Um, let me think. Uh, let me see. Let me see. Um, the potion of longevity is probably going to be close to... Um, 
if we had to persuade somebody, I would say probably around 20,000 gold pieces for to get a, a nobleman to uh, part with it. Oh, punch me in the face. Okay, um, we'll worry about that at a later time. But yes, let me real quick go check with my friend Lance if he's willing to pay 700 gold pieces for the Sending Stones and the Dust of Disappearance. Lance, are you? Okay, that's for the party. Yeah, I think it's worth it. Party fund or personal fund? Mm-hmm. Party, right? Yeah, I'm cool with that. For all the party fund, fund. fine. For the yeah. for healing potions, <laughs> for the sending stones, and the dust of disappearance. Excellent. Yes, of course. And because you are such a loyal customer, I am willing to offer you a fifteen percent discount on all of the items you'll be purchasing today, Ooh. specifically yeah. for you, because we've worked so well together in the past. Yes, uh, yes, a wonderful arrangement, wonderful, thank you very much. So, Jacob, what's the total for that? And I'll do the 15% discount, unless you've got it. So we got 1,350 with a 15% discount. So that's going to be roughly um, 1,150 gold pieces with a 15% discount. Wonderful. And then the only other thing was that Rod of the Pact Keeper... Uh, for 400 gold pieces? Yes, yes. Uh, for 400 gold pieces, I will take a look around to see if I can procure such an item for your friend. It might take me some time. Are you planning to uh, stay around for a while? Oh, about a month, I believe. Oh, I should definitely have something for you there. I'll, I'll send a missive to you. I don't know if missive is the right word. Just try to sound intelligent, but um, I, I will send word for you if I get that item. Wonderful. I look forward to our future business. And, so we don't have to roleplay that again, after a few weeks, Malamara, you do get that uh, for a full 400 gold pieces. He unfortunately cannot offer a discount just due to the circumstance of how he had to procure it, but 400 gold pieces for a plus one rod of the pact, I believe is what it's called. Pact keeper. Are we taking that out of the party fund? No, I'll pay it because it's for my character. So that is a plus one to your spell save DCs, as well as your spell attack modifier, correct? Yes. And it'll let you regain one of your warlock spells as an action with every 24 hours. So you essentially have three warlock spells that you have. Correct. And anything else? And so we all can add to our inventories. We all have one regular healing potion, and I will add to the bag of holding one greater healing potion. Sound good? Excellent. No other shopping, correct? Unless there's any other people in this library who happen to have a potion of longevity on them. Oh my gosh. Hmm, We will have to figure out. You can send word and maybe get Leosin on the track as well. And if you could come up with a persuasive argument, maybe perhaps he'd be willing to help you out. Uh, Oh, something we also forgot to mention. Malamara, when you leveled up, you took a specific feat... Um, with your barbarian fourth level. What was that feat again? I did. It's called Animistic Pantheon. When you take the Path of the Totem Warrior as a barbarian, this feat um, allows you to, when you enter a rage, you can decide which animal spirit grants you a benefit while raging. You can change the benefit of either your totem spirit or your totem attunement, which are two different things. And I can change which animal spirit grants me a magical benefit from my aspect of the beast feature when I finish a long rest. So every morning I can change my aspect of the beast 
And every time I enter a rage, I could change which totem I want to gain the benefits of. Excellent. So Mickey, I know that's more work for you, but if every time you do take a rest and rage, if you can remind me and let me know what ones you would like to choose beforehand, that would help keep everything fair. Just similar to how Lance does when he wakes up or takes a short, long rest, short rest for his um, skill proficiencies. Absolutely. Thank you. Excellent. So Lance... There was uh, something that you wanted to do in the library, Fleeple as well, which uh, let's focus on Lance just for the time being here, and then we'll probably get to Fleeple if um, we have some more time, maybe next session as well. So, Lance. The library task, specifically. I gave you two tasks. Yes. Go ahead, and which one would you like to start with? Oh, well, you said library, so let's do library. Um, Lance will go into the library. This is, uh, you know, during some of his downtime. And Lance uh, wants to research two things. Lance would like to research what goes into a demon pact. Anything in particular you want to focus on? I mean, it's already pretty specific. Two, two things. One is the conditions. What are the what are what are some of the things that go with the demon pact? The the things that are granted, but also the consequences. And two, he wants to see if he can find. I believe, Mickey, remind us, have you mentioned the name of the demon to us or not? I can't remember. I actually recall, and she has. It was after she killed the gith. Okay. Lance would like to research the conditions of a demon pact and to see if there's any reference to a demon named Ertu. Excellent. You spend a lot of time on this, and you don't spend all day every day, but, you know, you having benefited the Harpers and already being inside Candlekeep proper, because you didn't kill anybody within the walls of uh, the Candlekeep library, you are given free access specifically under Leosin's direction, or Leosin's help. So Leosin is letting you in every day. He's uh, sort of like getting somebody assigned to you. Um, so it does take some time and it is a little bit inconvenient for Leosin, but hey, you are confidants, you are brothers, so to speak, in this um, mission. So he is willing to help in anything that he can if his time permits. So in the times that he cannot, when he's in meetings or assisting or talking with the Harpers or even Fleeple, Fleeple, being a member of the Harpers, if you recall. Um, you go about your other task, which we will get to. But you do get a lot of books on demons. There's a lot of books on demonology in general. You kind of go generally about demons. You learn about the layers of the abyss. You, you find out that there are princes, there are lords, there are rulers over the abyss, but that the abyss is a frightful and unimaginable just terror to behold. There are first-hand accounts of those who were near the physical location of the abyss, who, when they returned, they just were babbling nonsense. Some were able to coherently speak, but where their minds were forever fractured and they could not return to their previous employment. Most of them being scholars, some being adventurers. And you go to those who have made pacts with demons. Surprisingly, a bit of information on this. There are some very prominent individuals in history who have made pacts with demons. The names are um, 
definitely, uh, to you being one who knows history, they are surprisingly v some prominent people here, or rather some important people, famous. And had it not been recorded, it might not have ever been known. And in fact, some, most of these people saying like, it was not well known that they had made a pact with a demon. But due to circumstances or to save their town or to save their, um, or to rise to their initial power, they had made this pact. The conditions for the pact, for each pact vary. Some uh, died very early on. Um, they did not get to die of old age. In fact, they keeled over exactly on their 33rd birthday um, while they were celebrating. Some lived, were cursed with an unnaturally long life and were forced to see their loved ones pass away. Um, and so they were the, literally the last of their line and they outlived children and grandchildren. Others, it was not as apparent, but you do have some rec accounts of towns being be, turning into ghost towns after years or even a generation or two after a pact had been made with one of the previous leaders some sort of debt had to be repaid when with these types of pacts but it, it was just specific to the individual like i said this is like a week week and a half of research so this for and then you get to air two not as many books on Air 2. Air 2 is not a lord of the abyss, as you could say. But what you do glean from Air 2 does start to terrify you. Not in like, uh, uh, like, oh my gosh, we're in immediate danger, but just in him being a demon and doing demon things, for lack of a better, <laughs> lack of a better way of saying it. There, he terrorized the North. Uh, what's it called? The Village of the Ten Towns, I believe, up near Icewind Dale. Um, he caused a lot of havoc up there, a lot of grief. Um, some thought that he was banished or destroyed completely. But I need you to roll a... Let's have you roll a investigation check. Does invest Is investigation an intellect? Yes. Intelligence yes, skill is. already? Okay, yeah. Just roll an investigation check then. Okay. Oh, come on. That was a very poopy roll. Uh, that's going to be 11. 11. The last things that you read are of Ertu's demise. And Ertu um, was bested by an adventurer, a very famous adventurer. And it was due to his pride or his hubris, so to speak, and um, him following this idea and Ertu thought more of himself than he thought of his opponents, and that eventually led to his demise. But um, as you're coming to the end of your month here, unfortunately, that is all that you get of Ertu. And there might be more information, but that, that's all you can get with the time frame that you have, which is quite a bit that you've been able to get. Just, just that last little bit about Ertu. You feel like, ah, if I only had like a month, if I had another month, I probably could have found out a little bit more. Yeah. So. Okay. And one more thing for library's sake. Lance at some point when he's alone and he knows he's alone is going to take out the book that Malamara had. And he's going to see if he can open it. Near the beginning of your library stay, you do open it when you're alone. And the first 10 pages are blank. But 
as you keep flipping through, a lot of these pages are sort of like tattered. Some of them are like obviously glued in. There are sections of the binding that are torn out, but it's in a language that you cannot read. Is there a title? Like, is there an obvious like, you know, like a chapter title or something in any of those pages? There is not. In fact, it seems more like a journal than anything. But as you spend an hour with it, you feel a power come through the book and start to emanate from it. And you know instantly, this is definitely a magic book. Something else I will say when Lance is investigating it is... Because I don't understand the language, Lance is going to write down just one of the phrases he sees and is going to ask a librarian trying to track down what is this language, but not show anybody the book, just show that written phrase or couple words that he wrote down. Not necessarily even asking for them to translate it, just to identify the language. As you go and uh, show him what language it is in particular, this librarian goes, Oh dear me appears to be abysmal. Not your handwriting, of course, the language itself, abyssal. Um, it, it's, a, it's, a very, it's the language of uh, the demons, so to speak. Um, I, I, didn't bring, I didn't bring any to you uh, because I was unaware that you could read, but would you like me to bring you some? Bring me some what? Some, some of the books of demons in, that are in abyssal. Uh, no, I don't know how to read it. I just found it in a book and I didn't know what language it was, oh. so... I see, I see. Of so course, just of course. Trying to identify it. And Lance, as he walks away, you feel something happen to your hand, and you look down. And as he walks away, you look down in your hand, and you see fire start to emanate from your hand. When you close it, and you open it, and you see fire, and somehow you know that you can cast the spell Scorching Ray. And that is where we're going to end this week's episode of I Cast Fireball. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, oh my gosh. I love Scorching Ray. Oh, that was one of my, my favorite spells. Gosh. I'm sorry for taking so much time. I didn't. I'm sorry. Oh man! Uh, you, now you just need to. Now you just need to find like a self-help book. It's like, so you just attuned yourself to a demonic artifact. How are you gonna handle yeah. this? I'm gonna search on on YouTube. You got a Captain America demonic video book on it. Effects. Mm-hmm. Scorching ray. So, oh my gosh, a lot of stuff going on here. We will revisit this month long um, downtime with Fleeple, with Malamara, with Leosin as well, and uh, finish this in our next episode of I Cast Fireball. Everybody, players and listeners, thank you so much for joining us again on this adventure. I say this all the time, but it means the world to us that you would take the time to listen to the story that we're telling. At our heart, we're just trying to be storytellers to tell what we've got in our hearts and our minds. And so thank you for um, telling us that you, uh, you think it's worthwhile. 
Um, since you do think it's worthwhile, please feel free to give us a five-star review on the podcast of your choice or consider donating to our Ko-fi account. Uh, that lets us know if you want additional content, maybe even some like subscriptions or Patreon level type rewards of additional content that we can bring your way. Now, if you want to shoot us something a, longer, a little bit longer than a review, shoot us an email, iCastFireball2020 at gmail.com. We'd love to hear how things are going on in your campaign, the things that you're loving about our campaign here, and we just want to get the word out there and set this podcast on fire. Um, don't forget to shoot us a message on our social media platforms. Follow us at iCastFireball20 on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all of the Twitter, all of the all of the social media feeds, and uh, use the hashtag iCastFireball to let us know of your favorite moments from this episode. As always, we got our sister podcast, Improv Tabletop, where Ned has an amazing Avatar Legends ongoing campaign from the Avatar The Last Airbender world. And he has a year-long backlog of mini one-month adventures using the Fate Accelerated system. Talk about a wonderful storyteller. Ned is the GM over there and just tells such worthwhile and satisfying start-to-end stories. So go give him a sh- listen, give him a shout-out, and don't forget to leave them a five-star review. But lastly, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with your friends and fellow wacky adventurers but until next time i'm thomas your dm and around the table we've got malamara lance thalen and fleeple let's keep that fire going and we'll see you all next time